Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. some technical difficulties we're here i'm alex with swamp rat fishing my co-hostess with the most is paul uh roberts is not here today he's got some family stuff going on i'm sure he'll be on the next one though um a little disappointing i would have liked him to be here um but again you know paul's got to take care of what he's got to take care of uh we got a couple things i got a great guest tonight we got carolina thump on tonight um and it's really awesome to have him on uh today by the time this airs which is uh, April 15th, it'll actually be uh, one year of doing Bass and Brews, uh, back when I did it myself. So it's uh, almost kind of fitting that I'm starting doing it back myself with just him. Uh, before we get started, though, I'd like to, uh, one, we've got merch still available. It's always going to be available. I don't know why I keep saying still available. Um, but you can head over to our Instagram page. I'll have a link there. we still got that classic uh piss yellow shirt uh with the dead guy in the tub logo on it uh i want to coin that phrase for now on uh also we've got a name for you folks you fans of the show we did a poll on uh tiktok and we did a poll on instagram so if you're not following those definitely check it out i've been trying to uh put more material out on both of those uh but you guys have you guys have spoken it is brewskis which i fucking love uh oh i gotta check yeah we're well into a minute, so fuck yeah. Uh, we're Brewskis, right? So uh, I think that's a great name. Uh, I'm already like, wheels are turning about maybe some shirts, some uh, some stickers, so definitely stay tuned for that. I also want to thank Hookset Hoodlums. Uh, I would say without them, we can't do this, but Ken is too cheap to uh, pay us, uh, but we'll still plug them because it's the greatest uh, dysfunctional family in fishing right now. Uh, you can see, find them at hooksethoodlums.com. Uh, now that I'm doing it, and uh, Paul's not right now, we can bump my code. You can use Swamp Rat Fishing, uh, all one word, saving yourself some cash, or not. Like, uh, you can use Paul's code. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Paul's code actually adds 10% uh, to your order. So uh, it's up to you guys. Uh, but just remember, hoodlums never die, and it's Hookset versus everybody. So tonight, though, got Carolina Thumb. Brother, how are you? What is up, man? How you doing? Apologies for the technical glitches earlier. Good, I had to man. scramble on the fly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Luckily, it's not I raining mean, like tonight. Like we were talking about. That's good. That's good, right? Yeah, that would have thrown it off. Like I said, uh, it's great to do this show. I love talking to everybody all across the country, but the internet is the bane of this fucking show. Like, oh, I don't know why yeah. these companies. Uh, I don't know if they don't know what we're trying to do here. Uh, but AT&T, Verizon, uh, whoever fuck else you are out there, Comcast, uh, you should probably talk to me because uh, we got 
some shit to fucking figure out. Yeah, you need to you need to get on that. You're an important person. You need to make some calls. Actually, what am I? Get your agent to make some calls for you. Pull some strings and chop somebody's balls off because this is unacceptable. Um, I blame you, AT and T. If you're watching this, exactly. <laughs> oh Jesus, we got big ass June bugs flying around. That's oh, North Carolina spring for you. Did right, you so see you it? Know, Carolina, I did see it on the camera. So if you guys don't know, Carolina Thumb. So I originally uh, saw you post uh, a video on TikTok. Again, we're trying to uh, kind of, you know, bring the sphere of, uh, of Bass and Brews out more. If you, I mean, you guys know we like to talk to our favorite content creators and tournament fishermen. And uh, I was like, Bass and Brews doesn't have a TikTok. So let's, let's, let's start this. And uh, I saw a video you tagged me on the Swamp Rat thing. And I was like, fuck and then i kind of dug through your page and i was like i think this guy's on to something and uh, i really wanted to have you on because i think tiktok's like a new spot for us fishermen right i think it's a new spot that is starting to grow quite uh, a bit and i think you're one of those guys is. who are starting to be at that forefront of it i i don't know about all that there's <laughs> there's a lot of big accounts out there but um i'm just having fun man uh really like I'm at like 5,000 followers right now, but I've met so many cool people through this platform and across the country uh, that I otherwise probably wouldn't know about because honestly, like a lot of people, the old school, new school way of doing it was like Instagram. And uh, I post on there a little bit, but it, it's like hard to get interaction out of people. And for some reason, TikTok just seems more engaging and, and user friendly. And I think, yeah, maybe I have tapped into something a little bit there because, I, I mean, I've made a lot of friendships uh, with people I have never physically met before. Uh, I've gotten uh, sponsorships and I'm on pro staff for people because of TikTok. So it, it's, it's something pretty unique. Uh, I don't know if it'll always stay that way, but I'm enjoying it as it is for right now. And I'm glad Listen, to see I, that I, you I, actually jumped on there. Yeah, I'm I, so so I'm I'm kind of like I'm having fun with it. I've got uh, I took some really stupid clips today while I'm in this shitty Motel Six. Uh, uh, by that I mean uh, the Bass and Bruce headquarters right now. Um, but uh, like uh, you, I, I think you're downplaying. There's a lot of like folks that'll do like the it's like the the weird sound clips. Like they'll just do nine videos of like if your account isn't blowing up, like and follow. Let's start off oh, a yeah. party, right? Yeah, but I don't really see I love that on yours. Videos. I don't really see that on yeah. yours. What I do see is that you're using the platform correctly. Like it looks like you drive truck. It looks like you're sitting in a truck, and it's just you, kind of like uh, your random thoughts about fishing and interacting with people, which I think is really great because again, it's, it's a totally different platform uh, than Instagram. But I think you've tapped into how to make it work. Uh, and I, I, yeah. I think you're downplaying yourself a little bit. I know you're only at 5k and I don't really know what the metrics, like what means a big account on TikTok. Um, but dude, I, I look forward to your videos every day. Again, I love seeing you in that truck. Well, I, appreciate like, it. I, I love the videos responding to folks. I, I fucking love it, man. Well, I, I appreciate it, dude. I really do. Because like, I mean, it is kind of a stream of consciousness. I, I think some of this out, but most of the time. I honestly, I, I'm a supervisor, so I, I have isolated time on my hands. But, you know, there's times throughout the day where I'm not just getting my ass handed to me in the field. And I am thinking about fishing a lot of that time. So, like, I'll have something come up, a, a thought in my head. And, like, 
well, shit, let's do a video. Like, fuck it. Let's do one right here, right now. Boom. And out it goes. Um, I, I try not to do the as much of the trendy stuff. I, I, honestly, one thing that I dislike about TikTok is it will take a song that I love and just beat me in the head until I absolutely hate it. <laughs> so that's another thing. You'll see me overlay like audio, some music over some of my videos, but I make sure to dig into the vaults and I pull stuff from like different genres. Yeah. I'll throw some Wu-Tang Clan in there, uh, a like little it. bit of Jack White. Um, I, I just try to mix it up and like not have stuff that everybody else has because that's that's boring and you hate songs that way. So, you know, I there's think that's funny you people... mentioned that. I uh, I, uh, I I had a clip uh, the, for the Bass and Brews one uh, for some reason the one with Country Boy and Creek Fishing, the one where he talked about uh, where he just buys cheap shit because he's got to pay for horses. Like that was our first video to like blow up. I think we're. Uh, <laughs> Like, not that toot our own horn or anything, but I think we're at, like, over 24,000 views on it, right? Like, it was, it hit for us, right? But uh, there was one comment, yeah. my favorite comment out of that whole thing was uh, some guy put on there, like, I couldn't hear what you said because of the dumb fucking song. And I was like, man, that's kind of what TikTok is, right? You got to have that song to, like, yeah, push that's it the point. algorithm. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. You, you got to find little tricks and sometimes like it doesn't, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like it's, it's anarchy. It's organized anarchy because I've had videos where I'm like, okay, I kind of put some thought into this. I didn't really polish it up. I don't polish things up at all, but I've put thought into this. I'm going to send it out to the universe and you know, it, the little butterfly gets his wings stomped in. I'm like, that did nothing. And then I'll do some random shit and it's like, oh, 30,000 views. Dude, it's like, I have so one that said pro, pro fishing tip. Um, everybody's got that one friend that doesn't catch shit. So before you go out fishing, call him up and ask him what he's throwing and don't throw it. And that thing yeah. just like skyrocketed. I don't know why, but that one, that was the first real viral one. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's really weird. funny you mention that because we were talking to, uh, I, I was talking to Bud the Angler. He's another hook set member uh, out of New Jersey. And he was just like, he, he's got a newer TikTok, uh, but he's been on YouTube and, and he's really prominent on Instagram, right? He kills over there. I think he's like over 9,000 followers. He's destroying the game yeah. over there. But he's like, it's weird that like one video can just change a whole channel's or a whole page's kind of direction real quick. Like TikTok's very fickle. Yeah. But and it can it can either sink you or shoot you up. But that's why I also don't try to engage in too many trendy things, because at the end of the day, I know I have I know what I kind of want to accomplish. Like, mm -hmm. so in a way, I'm like an agent of chaos, kind of. I just random thoughts about fishing. I'm going to put it out there, but I kind of have an idea where I'm guiding that ship. Okay, so I don't do trendy stuff necessarily, but I try to stay um, on par, so to speak. I try to hit a certain amount of videos and I try to keep it. I mean, it's all based on fishing. I've had people like complain, like, man, you don't fish. Like I never see your catching videos. And I'm like, bitch, I'm not blowing up my spot <laughs> or like, I, I've been working 60 hour weeks. Yeah. I haven't been fishing. Yeah. You dickhead, But I'm talking about fishing. So, right. Uh, it's just, well, weird. even those, those videos don't, you know, it's funny. Like I, we've already gone off the rails, which I, I enjoy, but like they, those videos don't even do very well. Those videos of like a like a cast a catch for the most part, 
yeah I, i've noticed from the swamp rat one into this one those don't do well the ones that do well are like the talking the ones uh i mean we show clips on bass and like we show funny clips that i pull up um but other than that like i just started uh introducing and we're gonna do it more this whole week you guys are gonna see a shit ton of it uh where i'm asking the the brewskis the rapid fire questions like giving them I like that. I like that segment, and and you need to. It is imperative you keep doing that. Like I know you just come back now, and it's like you've resurfaced, and people like, oh, there he is. And yeah, you're fucking, you're striking the iron while it's hot, man. So like, I I highly recommend you stay doing stuff like that. It's fun, and it's fun because that's the side of TikTok where you don't get with Instagram. You're getting that feedback. You're interacting with people that you otherwise couldn't interact with. So, like, kudos it's to really, you. You're cracking the code. Oh, thanks. I think uh, I, I think we did. Uh, I did not crack the code because we got way ahead of ourselves. I mean, I'm glad we did. But I do want to introduce, you know, this is all in an introduction of you. So uh, let, let, let's kind of rewind this thing back. Oh, sorry. Just, well, just a tad. I'm, right. No, no, dude. I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm glad that we, like, connected like that. We instantly went into it. But I want to make sure people know about you. So if you can maybe give us a... Uh, Kind of a breakdown how you got into fishing um and then kind of why you started doing the oh. social media side because again i mean we started the show because it does take a, a certain kind of person uh to do social media and fishing and not be a douchebag uh which is the only yeah people and we I, have on the show we, 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 who are the non-douchebag I, I would like to delve into that later on too because there was something that uh inspired me but um so to start out with man um my grandmother and my, my grandpa got me into fishing. My mom's parents, uh, like at a very young age, they would take me out. And I remember catching Brim. And we would go to trips to Mara Mountain in North Carolina. It was a state park. And uh, I'd bring my little uh, ghost stories books. I always had these ghost story books because I'd like to freak myself out like while I'm camping in the mm-hmm. woods. <laughs> and uh, Baden Lake and like Lake Tillery and uh, the Hall River. I fished that growing up with my grandpa and my grandma just loved eating crappie she loved like just frying up some fish and the camping so um you know you, you get older you kind of grow out of those things right and uh dude i found myself 30 31 i worked all the time i i had two mm-hmm. kids at this point and i just kind of felt like defeated in a way you know like you're always tired Mm-hmm. And like there was nothing really I had that was necessarily mine. And I don't mean that like I love being a father. I love being a husband. But at the end of the day, I felt like I was kind of losing my own identity. So I started collecting camping gear and I reached out to some of my friends that were more outdoorsy. And I, I kind of was getting in touch with that, you know, inner child again. As corny as that sounds, it's the fucking truth. Um so I started getting in touch with that inner child. I started collecting as much camping gear as I could. And like a miracle, I'm not rich by any means, but within like three months, I had a substantial amount of stuff to do primitive backpack camping and weekend trips. And from there, me and my buddy Jose Barbosa would go to state parks, backpack in, find rivers, set up camp there, like kind of illegally. We would squat on these places and we would go catfish all night and drink beer. And like howl at the moon. And that shit was so therapeutic for me. Like it, it was just like soul healing. I'd come back and just feel completely refreshed. And 
honestly, I've only been bass fishing for uh, a little over two years. I start, I stumbled down that rabbit hole, dude, and I fell flat on my face off a cliff. Like it yeah. just, it hasn't stopped. I, I started reading everything I could. I would just try to absorb all information I could. And part of that was bad. Cause I was like, I'll get into that later. But, um, I just, I couldn't get enough of it, man. And it, it just mm -hmm. sparked something in me. Uh, I used to play in bands and I was always kind of artistic. So, um, the TikTok thing started happening for me and it really spoke to that side of me. I was like, okay, I might have something here. And then I came up with like, I need a, a moniker of some sort. I'm like, thump. I like the name of that. Like when your line gets thump, Carolina thump. Okay. Well, now I need a logo. Like it's just a natural progression. Mm -hmm. So um, I sketched something up one night on like a coffee and, and beer bench. And I sent it over to my buddy, Pat Crump. And uh, it's like, what do you think of this? Two weeks later, he had me a final product. Like I, came up with the concept and he kind of really nailed it for me into the polished uh, logo that you see now, Carolina Thump. And next thing you know, I'm going, well, let's make t-shirts. Matter of fact, oh, yeah. let's make hats. Because I noticed one thing uh, that was fairly consistent through this journey from my early 30s to my mid 30s. As I looked around, all my friends that were like metalheads and punk rockers, they were all fucking fishing too, man. That was the beauty of it. Like everybody's, right. we're finding our peace. And yeah. that, that spoke volumes to me, man. That was heavy. So I was like, all right, I think I am onto something. And because of that, like, you know, I've been in some pretty bad head spaces in my life. I, I'm not going to like tell a pity story. Like I grew up, rough and hard on luck but like i kind of did and i also kind of made a lot of piss poor decisions that made my life a lot harder than it had to be so i've kind of always struggled because of the bad decisions and fishing gotcha. brought like a calmness to my life that i otherwise wouldn't have so when i'm doing my tiktok shit i'm speaking from the heart and i'm trying to connect like with other people um, from all over, from different walks of life. And I, I try to be authentic, you know, 100% down to earth true, because like, for me, that is my gospels. Like, I'm not going around preaching religion. I'm preaching, this made me feel better. And I hope that you like this and it will make you feel better too. And so that's kind of that, where man. we are present day. I, I, I love that. I think you hit on, I mean, you're, you're speaking right to me here when you said like uh, all the old punk rock heads and metal heads, like getting into fishing. It's definitely, uh, yeah, it's wild. Up, that was like, um, and I, I almost take it as uh man. Um, I got two points here. So one, like, I, I don't know, like I was a skateboard kid. I've talked about that a lot lately. Right. Cause I, I rediscovered skateboarding at 37 years old. Um, like rediscovering nice. you're braver I than 18. i am <laughs> I, I was a bmx but, uh, i, the, I the thought about getting the bike and i said nah yeah so 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 i think the big thing is these are solo sports these are sports that you do by yourself these are sports that are uh you bring into yourself yeah. right these are uh like uh you can't blame a teammate right if, if you fuck no. something up skateboarding or bmxing or or fishing right 
there's not a lot to blame. Um, but then yeah. you mentioned bringing peace. And for me, like I had that mentality, like I'm, I'm tough on myself when I do these hobbies and things. Right. But, uh, and fishing can yeah. be tough with that, but, oh yeah, uh, at the end of the day, yeah, you're also your enjoying, you're, you, you, yeah, but at the end of the day, you're enjoying the outdoors. You're sitting there and whatever peace you can find, your mind is like, I don't know, for me, my mind gets focused down. I don't have to worry about anything else, but me trying to use a worm to catch a bass like that for me that focuses yeah. it takes out all the outside noise the outside clutter and it brings into one single goal which is to catch that fish and then damn man i mean really we must be kindred spirits because the creative side i used to do all this shit and then uh i just didn't do it forever and i'm, I'm very similar to what you said like i i wanted to yeah it's like what what happened outdoors but i wanted to have yeah right it's weird we go from it's like, like you see lifestyle. that meme where it's like Oh, sorry. You've seen that meme where it's like one day you hugged your dad for the last time or like you did this with your parents for the last time and you didn't know it was the last time. It's the same thing. Like, when did I stop drawing? When did I like just throw all this stuff by the wayside that was free to do? Free to do and just forget about it. That actually entertained me and like unlocked this energy. Yeah, because it's all about taking I mean, nervous energy and converting it into something positive. I, I, dude, that is spot on. I tell folks all the time, um, like I got, I, I got dealt a bad deal, right, with this Ghost Guard thing. Uh, not, not my whole career; it's been great, but this last half, right? Um, and yeah. how I interact with people on the boat, and uh, even with my friends and family, like it sucks. They know it sucks. I also don't dwell on it because uh, you having yeah, you like can't. nervous anxiety about something that you can't change serves no fucking purpose because you can't change it. It doesn't matter how anxious or shitty you feel about a situation that will not change the situation. So why feel bad about it? Exactly. So what am I going to do with this now? How am I going to move forward and mm -hmm. make the most of it? Yeah. You know? And that's all you can do. And I think, uh, I, I think it took me a long time to realize that, Again, I think it's, man, we have so much in common because it, it, it did. Like, I was an angsty little shit. And, uh, as a, oh, yeah. You know, and it wasn't until I You got don't want to see pictures of high when school. When I got into bass fishing. <laughs> I would probably have the same. My wife felt the age. Um, yeah, we, we, we're very close to age. I'm 35. And um, my brother I got is, some shitty pictures. Um, Oh, yeah. No, my wife found my fucking old MySpace, and she screenshotted that shit, and she still she is holding on to it. And whenever we have parties Smart and woman. friends over, sometimes I'll find her over in the corner, and all the girls are like, oh, just giggling um, at me and my, like, fucking, you remember the old skin shirts? It said skin <laughs> with, like, the stripper legs. and all. Yeah, that was me. Yep. And I'm over there in a white wife beater, like, flexing out, and it's, uh, you know, it was a different time, and, and I'm okay with that now, but it's, it's a little embarrassing, just a little bit. But it'll listen, be okay, uh, because I'm not that same person. It's, <laughs> right, right. I mean, listen, listen, kids do dumb shit nowadays, right? We just did dumb shit then. Like, listen, I thought... Hey, we just didn't have cameras around for everything. That, that's the oh, big yeah. thing, right? Like, if there were so many photos of me trying to look exactly like... I should I should bring it up there. There is a photo where I was like, man, I can finally grow facial hair. And uh, I was like, you know, who's the shit? 
Fred Duris. So let me try to rock the Fred Duris goatee. Oh, I could yeah. not fucking rock that thing. But, you know, my ball Dude, necklace uh, that I got at Hot Top and everything else said that I was fucking doing it right. Oh, God. Tell me, have you seen uh, Pin 15 on Hulu? Mm-mm. Uh, it's, oh, it's, uh, it's a show about growing up as a millennial. And there's one scene where this kid shows up to prom in a Limp Biscuit shirt with the ball bearing necklace and the fucking Jinkos and his hair all, and it just yeah, hit, yeah. it hit so close to home. Like you couldn't help but like die laughing. Like I just, I couldn't take it because it was just so accurate. Like that was me. I, 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 you know what? I'm going to have to look that up uh, because I feel like as I've gotten older, I want to see that because I think that shit's funny now because we did some dumb shit. And uh, I, I will say, what about time somebody it, did something like that for us? Right. It, it's like our Wonder Years, but it's funnier. Like it's a fucking, oh. it's a great comedy show. Pen fifteen. I highly recommend any one of our generation listening. Please go watch it. Just you'll thank me later. So what? Uh, what brought you from? Uh, so you said you want to do the creative side. I know. Uh, so, like, I went one way and you went the other way. So what brought you to, to TikTok and not to, I know a lot of fishermen do YouTube, right? YouTube is just saturated with fishermen. What brought you to do the short uh, form content instead of the long form? That is a great question. Um, my work schedule. Um, you know, I'm a supervisor. Right now, I'm a supervisor for a uh, plumbing company. I do construction. and I'm, I'm doing like six days a week, man. I'm raising a family and I'm getting out on the water as much as I can because like that's the real way you learn. Right. But I just, time is a luxury not afforded to me. So while I, I do want to do a YouTube and I'm planning one um, to come out very soon, Mm -hmm. I just didn't have the time to do that. So TikTok was more of a quick fix. Like just boom, I can do it. I can get a video out. Boom. I, I have sometimes when people send me baits and stuff, I'll, I'll be so busy throughout the week that I'll finally just stay up late one night and I'll cut a bunch, a, a couple videos mm-hmm. all at once about different things I've been wanting to do. And then I'll just kind of release them throughout the, the span of the next three days. Um, yeah. And that's just, that, that's what I've grown to do uh, because honestly, YouTube, if I'm going to do it, I kind of want to have some kind of quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just don't possess right now. I, I have a phone. I have one GoPro I'm trying to learn. Sorry, you cut out. And um, now you're there. That can kind of sorry, get me where sorry. I need to be. Okay. You cut out uh, when you said you got a GoPro. I can't hear you. Ah, you can't hear me. What? Man, this is... Uh-oh. We can hear the dogs. You can't hear me? I think your uh, headphones might have died, bud. Like, we can hear... Uh, I can hear the dogs. I can't hear you. Bear with oh, us. Oh, man. Folks. it's. You kind of sound like you're underwater. It's like very... That? <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna. All right, can you hear me? 
Oh, I can hear you crystal clear. How about me? Can you hear me? Dude, almost like I don't know what happened. We pop them out. Let's see if that works. How about now? Can you hear me? Yellow. Bear with us, folks. We're uh, we're gonna fix this here. Can you hear me? Nope. I, I can't hear you at now? all. Can you hear me now? How about now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me or no? Man. It's it's uh dude, I need to restart it. This is like oh this sucks. All right, folks, uh, if you can still hear me, we're uh, we're bearing through Carolina. I might have some, uh, let me switch back to my headphones here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, thank you. I just, I, I had to re, uh, I had an incoming call I had to forward, and then it was just, all I could hear was, God. Yeah. It's, so, so if you're running it off your phone, because uh, I do too, uh, normally, like when some, something like that comes through, it'll like it'll hijack your audio, basically. Yeah. Sorry. I'm probably like the worst guest you've ever had on here with. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> no, dude. You, you, you know who is actually the worst is actually Paul. Like it sounds good, but when I interviewed him the first time, we had to go through so many te- technical difficulties to actually like get to where we needed to be oh man and that's right, how so you we left the one exactly all right so so we let off that you got a gopro that was the last thing we heard uh, yeah so i have a gopro but like um i think that youtube has a certain quality that when i go to do it i, I want to kind of have that quality and not saying that tiktok is just well yeah tiktok is more of it's a quick one-off kind of yeah yeah i i do i do videos while i'm i'm riding in my my vehicle and uh, that's just kind of what I do. I would so, say, uh, uh, don't let that stop you. Um, I had some conversations with Ramon Outdoors, good friend of mine, friend of uh, friend of the show, friend of the hoodlums. Um, he went really full bore, but we always had this conversation about how like people like to watch an evolution, right? They like to watch somebody yeah. start when they first start. And then build up. If you look at the first videos I made on uh, on YouTube, the very first video I ever put on YouTube, I forgot to turn the mic on the fucking GoPro the whole time. Like you couldn't hear anything. And I even when I edited it, I left it in of where I'm talking to the GoPro, and you can't fucking hear anything. But like a background track, like uh, all of it's going to be a progression. But you know what? People like to see that progression. And I feel like it's yeah, I think a good it's way for you to switch, right? Like, I, I'm sure you've heard us talk about on, uh, on the show, like, it's important to have that those spokes that lead to the hub, right? You do the, the other platforms to drive to one. So figure out what your one is in the middle and use everything to drive to it. You've, yeah. you've done a really good job on the short form video with the TikTok. Drive that to maybe ad and revenue kind of, or whatever else. I think for the long-term goal, like initially – that was kind of my goal. It was to say, how can I use TikTok and how can I get a core of people that actually enjoy what I do before I go all in? I buy audio equipment. I buy all this sure. stuff. 
to make a YouTube to get like one view, you know? Yep. Yep. So TikTok was my way to get like a good following. And from there, you segue where I still do TikToks, yep. but I'm doing YouTube as well. And I, I like heard it. somebody else say that. Um, your buddy, um, Rudd, Alex Rudd, that was on. Yeah, I uh, had a very, yeah. yes, and I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I was doing yard work with my son and listening to that. And, you know, he said, everybody has a YouTube. Everybody, like, all these people are doing it, but that's okay. Still do yours, you know. Don't feel like you're going to get lost in a sea of people because if you do yours and people enjoy it, they're going to enjoy it because you're inherently being you. So if you can find people that connect to you, then you can take that, you can jump on that other platform, and mm -hmm. it will take off. And honestly, like, you know, we were talking about the following, and uh, you're like, you got a big following. I think maybe I do. Um, it, it's all relative, right? Like, we're a fishing community mm -hmm. of people. Uh, the fishing community is growing, but it's still um, it's a pretty tight-knit, smaller community versus other things. So. Um, I don't even know what to compare it to. Like, give me another example of like another niche community. Hold on, time out. You're breaking up again, bud. <laughs> oh, you get no. another phone call? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, there you are. You're good. Um, okay. All right. So uh, you said you built a tight knit uh, community. Yeah. Yeah, we started building up a little community and um, seeing who all would all be interested in watching this. And uh, now I'm uh, working with a friend, Shannon Peters, who has a TikTok called Budget Bass Fishing. And uh, he kind of shares the same uh, thoughts and approaches when it comes to fishing uh, as I do. So we're kind of merging together and we're going to start a YouTube channel. And um, I think it's going to be good, man. Uh, so the format will be... Man, you're breaking up again. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Hold on. All right, we got to figure out how to fix this, man. You should stop. I don't want this to go to the way. Not. Another guest. Uh, all right, folks, I don't know how much, uh, lock, man, if you guys stick with this, you guys are true brewskis. Uh, we're, we're getting there. Yeah, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> there you are. You're good. You're clear. So you, you yeah. talked about with, uh, with, uh, sorry, with uh, I believe it was Shannon starting a YouTube channel with him, right? Yeah, yeah. So my buddy Shannon Peters on TikTok is Budget Bass Fishing is uh so we're getting a youtube channel started and uh we're gonna head in and start interviewing people uh that have tackle shops local tournament anglers and bait makers so we'll interview them and then we're gonna go out and fish with them and that's that's pretty much the premise i i, Sorry, I think I got that's a great idea dogs are dogs Hey, neighbors. 
Um, so, so dogs are, or, uh, I, I think that's a great idea because, because I stressed everybody. I think, um, it took a while. Like when I started the show, it, it took a while. Like the show used to be very scripted, right? Like even when, uh, Paul came in as the co-host, uh, it, 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 it was very scripted. We would be like very much, here's our script. We have to cover the one through 12 and then we're going to hit this. Right. And we've evolved yeah. to where we're kind of not doing that anymore. We're very much a free form with a couple points, um, but it takes some time. And, and, and you should totally do that. I think that idea, I, I think anybody wants to do that. There's enough room for everybody, right? Like I don't, uh, yeah. I don't joke around uh, on my tagline on Instagram where I put a rising tide lifts all boats, right? There's room for all of us. There's no reason... Yeah. Right. There's room for all of us because uh, and you mentioned Alex Rudd, especially uh, the clip that he put. Uh, I'm going to put it out soon. Right. But if you guys haven't seen that, head back to it. That dude made us look way better than we are because he's a professional. But he mentions like that he's 100, 250 percent obsessed with this. Dude, I haven't picked up a bass rod since September 18th. Right. Just because of the job. But yeah. I know the date. Right? That's the last bass I caught. Like I, I fucking think about this all the time. And he mentioned that as long as you're obsessed with it, like there's going to be a marketplace for it. There's going to be oh, yeah. somebody that wants to hear your voice on it. And uh, as long as you're not, again, why you're on the show, right? As long as you're not a douchebag about it. Because it's the folks exactly. that feel like there's a, I don't think I've ever, I, I think we might have mentioned this show before. There's a show called The Bite. I don't know if you ever heard that podcast, The Bite. No, but I have to. I will check it out. I'm an avid podcast listener. So, so the thing with them, and the, it was run by uh, SB Fishing. Uh, they uh, they ended up only doing like 15 episodes, and when they left the market, that's kind of why I did this because they would just bullshit with each other the whole fucking time. It was great. They had the little inside jokes with their or with their listeners. That's kind of what we've tried to do here, right? Like the Brewskis are family. Yeah. You guys know what we're talking about when. Uh, when uh, Paul can't pronounce the word salmon correctly, and he says salmon, <laughs> and then I, I still I love put, that. And then I put something up about it, right? And everybody's like salmon, 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 right? These are like we—it's it, that community building. It's all of it together. I think you're on the right path, but I don't want you to think that it's all production value. Like it's got to be awesome right yeah. away because all you're doing is delaying you starting. Yeah, I, I kind of I do believe in that too. Uh, can I do a side note real quick? I don't see how yeah. people can be like you, you talk about. Some people are just douchebag assholes. Yeah. I don't see how you can be a douchebag asshole and fish because right when I think I have it figured out and I'm killing yeah. it, I'll go out and have one of the worst fucking days on the water I have ever had. And to me, that's pretty humbling. So I, humbling. I don't. But I've seen it too. I've, I've mm -hmm. seen. I know people that are like, "Oh, I'm fucking better than KVD," <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's not. The I, case. I think. I, I think. I'll, like we see those in like YouTube and social media. I think those are people who got into all of this for the wrong reason. These are people who got into fishing because it was a market that was exploitable. It was a market that put it. So, I mean, in all honesty, what I think, so I think the fishing market is a super low bear, uh, barrier to buy into it, right? You can go down, like uh, like my boy, you know, 
country creek boy fishing says you can go down to walmart get whatever the fuck you need right you can get it at a low price and you can go out there and then you can set your phone up and you can make funny yep. videos or, or whatever it is right um but uh alex rudd said it and i think most the uh slab dynasty said it even fishing grubs said it like these are people who've like set themselves apart because they're obsessed with it they're not about the the clicks and the likes they're out there enjoying what they're doing which then drives us right but the people who might on the face value get a lot of you know one year notoriety um and they're they can be douchebags about it because they're just in it for the likes they're just oh, in yeah. it for the you know it's, well i think that goes to your head too you're like oh well i'm an influencer my uh-huh. i hate that word my wife was joking with me the other day she's like so you're an influencer now i'm like no the fuck yeah. I'm not <laughs> like <laughs> please don't want me in that category i think of like kylie jenner or like um the kardashians when i think of influencers right. I don't do that. I'm a guy that likes to fish and uh, I'm trying to heal my soul. <laughs> and if you like that too, then come along for the ride. You know what I mean? No, but you like, know what? I'm going to side with your, your wife and uh, my wife makes fun of me too. But uh, yeah. about, uh, again, name dropping everybody, right? But uh, Ramon said it best, <laughs> right? Like you are an influencer, right? Don't like, we need to take that word back, especially in our sphere of fishing. We need to take that back. It's okay to do that, right? Somebody likes what you do. They like your personality. They like what you put out. They like your uh, your special brand of bullshit, right? Like, it's okay. Like, yeah, there are a ton of douchebags. And as long as you do it right. You know what? I, I, I'll tell you what. Like, having Alex Rudd on was, like, really eye-opening. Uh, and extra props to that guy. Like, we talked for basically a whole nother podcast afterward. And that guy's in Eastern Standard Time. And he had to teach the next day. And I think he was up till close to midnight his time after we got done recording um, and we were just literally shooting the shit and he, I had never spoken to that guy before. Like I made it abundantly clear in that episode. I was fanboyed out a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then when we got off the air, man, he broke down so many things and just talked like a buddy of mine. who was like really good at his job. Right. And you know, you got yeah. that buddy that you work with. Right. And it's okay to talk shop like that because fuck it. Like he knows better than I do. And he broke it down. He broke everything down simpler. I mean, big props to him. He really uh, invigorated uh, everything I want to do with this show and everything that could happen, right? But also to do it in a humble way without uh, limiting yourself. You know what I mean? Without uh, yeah. not limiting yourself, without exploiting yourself, without being that douchebag who, uh, I don't know, throws... Listen, I have a huge problem with challenge videos. I'm not the biggest fan of challenge videos. And I know they get... Use, but listen, I don't give a shit whether you can catch a fish on a whopper plopper made out of Cheetos. I give no fucks about that. Yeah, I don't want to see you just strap treble hooks to an iPhone and throw it out there. Just that's it's stupid to me. It, right. it kind of cheapens and, uh, it. I don't ever want to yeah. do that. Yeah, it cheapens it. And, and <laughs> yeah. he had a good quote in there where he he said he knows his channel hasn't grown as big as it could because he stays away from those. And, uh, but that's where the quantity know. versus quantity quality comes into play. I yeah. think. Yeah. No. No. And exactly. like, I would right. rather so, have those people that like are really about this fishing versus, mm-hmm. I don't know, like the clickbait squads. I just, I can't. I would rather have that a loyal fan base versus yeah. a bunch of numbers and people that will watch a couple and then fall off. That that yeah. gets you nowhere. 
it's so much yeah. more fulfilling. We'll see if uh, any old school folks listen to this. So uh, when I first got on Instagram, uh, there was a, uh, I got into an engagement group, right? And uh, engagement groups aren't bad. They're, uh, they're a way to like build, help build a community. Uh, but there's this certain uh, kid and he was a younger kid. I'm not going to mention his name, uh, but he would always flex about the number of subscribers he had. Cause we were all fishing YouTubers, right? From New Jersey. And he would, he would really like flex about his numbers and his numbers were big. They were like, I mean, you know, at, at that point I thought we're big, but they, he was like a 1700 to 2000 subs, right? Like that starts yeah. getting me in the category of monetization. And but yeah. then we'd look at his view count and his view count was like 30 per video. Yeah. And that's where you're just treading water. It's, I mean, there's a lot of other things. Fuck it, I'll say it. I don't give a shit, right? It's my show. Um, we're pretty sure that Come this thing was like, bye. Yeah. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to crack a beer. Uh, and uh, so we're pretty sure that this kid <laughs> was was buying subs because he had mentioned it a couple times. He's like, he said, oh my God. Yeah. Like, Listen, man, if you want to build up your channel, you need more subs. I know a guy. And, uh, and, and <laughs> whatever. So he paid for a. We're pretty sure he paid for a service, right? He, and yeah. He's also the same guy who would like go on um, Instagram and beg for subs. Like that shit. Yeah, is I so... don't get that. Like, uh, it's annoying. It's cringy. It's just again, find people that are into you, and and work what you got. But this follow for follow right. shit doesn't work. It just does not no. work. And if anybody's listening that's trying to do this. Follow for follow does not work. You have to interact with people and engage with them. You have to genuinely care about the people that you're following. Yeah. And think about it like an actual friendship. And I'll say this. It's the same with fucking um, getting a pro staff or anything else. Don't just go to get a pro staff to be on a pro staff. Find a company yeah. that you fucking like. Find a company that's doing things for the right reasons, making quality baits. Mm -hmm. And then go out there and push. Promote that. But don't just go get it to, to get it. It's like a job. You interview the person you're getting a job with just as much as they interview you. 100%. And you don't have to be a pro staff to also promote shit that you like. At all. 100%. Line Leash. I love Line Leash. I don't know if you follow him on TikTok. He was mm -hmm. one of the first big accounts that I, I saw on TikTok. And he sells this product. It's like... um. It goes on your spools for your uh, okay. your fishing line. It's just this like bungee material with an eyelet, and it straps over, and you can pull it out. You can even keep it on and just spool your reel while having the line leash on. It just holds it in place. I just thought that was such a genius little thing, yeah. and um, so I I reached out. I got like eight of these things from him to stick on. Because I always carry around like a bag of fishing line for just the occasion. Mm -hmm. And like he hooked me up. He was super nice. I ended up getting a hat from him. He sent me a few extra things. And I was like, that's cool, man. And he would engage back and forth with me. And it's like, you know what? You're fucking cool as hell. I like you. I'm going to just tell everybody I know about you. Because it's such a, a neat little thing that you have. Right. Nobody else has it. And it's a product that's like really made my life easier because I don't zip up fishing line and then pull it back out and I'm fucking covered in it, you know?
I so, think uh, I, I think we said it's super important, right? Like you can. Uh, a lot of folks will ask. Uh, so a lot of folks have asked me about like my affiliation with Hookset, right? Uh, obviously, yeah. like I, I am pro staff for them, um, but like what bought me into them was uh, one their their shit's dope as fuck, right? Uh, their their designs, yeah. money, um, but like speaking we get that to pond Bill, hat. No, the Pondrager hat's dope, man. Um, and they got some really yeah. good things coming up. A shameless plug for them. Um, but for sure. the community that they have built around them, and when you start talking to the owners and other members, the it's uh this I'll tell you what, like these guys, like they were the first ones I told, other than my wife and my kids, that I was gonna have to transfer again, right? I didn't even tell family first. I told uh, Hoodlums yeah. members, uh there's a uh I don't even know what they call it now. Like there's pro staff, but then there's like OG guys and there's a whole separate chat for us. Uh, I guess I'm you're like, but I don't know. family level. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know how they put it, but like, yeah, exactly. Like right? if somebody like, had a baby, you might become the godfather. You might be the godfather of someone's child in that group. If they have a Listen, child, That's there's been just, literally, yeah. there's been members um, who have, have, have literally posted like, yo, I, I just had my kid where I just was able to officially adopt my child after I fostered him for so many years. And it goes yeah. in the chat first. And everybody's That's so beautiful. tight together. It's the community that the three owners, we're going to have them on the show, I think, next week, but uh, to expand on that, right? But that was a, uh, like, I fucked around. Um, let's see if we can really ruin sponsorship uh, options for the show here. So I fucked around with, like, X-Zone lures, right? <laughs> I love their shit. It's great. Um, yeah. Is it the best? Probably not. I mean, their uh, their soft baits are a lot of other soft baits. But I took the pro staff thing uh, yeah. really seriously. And I was like, yo, I'm going to do this. Let me get a code, all this. And I got nothing from them. I got, hey, thanks for the posts. And that's it. They were really not yeah. as a company. While even if like me, even before I was pro staff, I got a hat. I threw a fucking picture on it. And all the owners of Hookset were like, yo, that's dope. Thanks for that. Reposted all that normal shit, right? But then they did a yeah. little extra of like, it, they were just amazing, and I think everybody needs to. I, I think it's cool to get a discount code. It is get, uh, like it, a, it's a cooler to be supported. It's so much right. cooler to be supported. One hundred percent. Like these guys, big shout out to Wildville. Uh, like he would hit me up. Like I'd get into these forum port calls, and I maybe have a sliver of internet to where I can get like DMs and I look there and there's something from wild bill two weeks ago where he would just be like, yo, I hope you're doing good. Here's what's up with the hook set family. Like he would break it down. Here's what we got planned next. Again, if you need anything, your family needs anything, let me know. I'll drive down right away. Like that level of extra. And those are what I think folks need to focus on, especially if you're early on, if you're a big name and you're fucking Kevin Van Dam, you can run it for the money, right? You can do whatever you want mm -hmm. on that end. But at this point, yeah. I, I think most people who listen to this show, like we're grassroots guys. you got to embrace those grassroots companies. Wu Tungsten gives you, you really 5% off, right? Wu Tungsten gives you 5% off. Is it really worth to shill your whole word on that? I mean, if, if they're a great tungsten company, I get it. Go for it. I'm not going to, you know, and if that's your thing, right? But if it's you're chasing discount codes, maybe you shouldn't it's be. It's not worth it because I. It's it's not worth it because you're not really 
I mean, you can with certain companies get in and start to save money, and it, that discount will make a difference. But that's not what it's about. Like, um, I'm in it for building relationships because I'm mm -hmm. genuinely curious about the fishing industry, and I want to yeah. know how I can come in and leave my mark on that and make it a better place. Yeah. And people that are in there that will support you as much as you support them, you fucking hold on to them like they're a life raft. Like, hold them tight, hold them close to you, because that's few and far between. And the people that are like that, it shows. Underwater robberies is cool as shit, dude. Um, Yo, dude. He reached out. He helped me. So I'm doing pre-orders on my Carolina Thump shirt right now. I'm doing it mm -hmm. kind of locally in my in North Carolina in my area hey time out and real quick we, time out real quick and normally i have a get or a co-host here uh just so you guys know uh not a lot of people watch the youtube they listen to it more but i've got a tinkle normally paul would step in i'm still listening but i'm gonna mute the mic and uh take a tinkle but i want you to carry on with that all right yeah <clears throat> so uh right now i got my first t-shirt design down it's the carolina thump logo and so we're just doing that on a, a form-fitting, nice cotton T-shirt. And uh, I reached out to Underwater Robberies and was just trying to pick his brain a little bit because, I mean, I kind of want to take that same route and venture in and design T-shirts. Uh, I think it's cool. I, I think I have some good ideas, and I, I think people would like to see that. So um, he really helped me out a lot. He came in and was like, maybe you should try to do this. Maybe not this so much, and take a look at this, because the last thing you want to see is your money sitting on the shelf. So maybe start out, do some pre-orders. Do a few pre-order shirts, get yourself established, and then you can start buying more in bulk and doing this, that, and the other. And that made a difference, because, I mean, I I'm sitting here doing this for the love of it, I don't have a lot of extra money to spend, but I do want to make shirts. So by doing the pre-orders, this kind of just opens me up to be able to do that. I can take the money I get from that and roll it back in and ding, ding, ding. I design more t-shirts with that. So I'm working on the t-shirt now. I have two more designs in the works. I have a patch that I'm going to do uh, for some trucker hats and fitted hats like it I and like we're it. gonna see we're gonna see what the rest of 2022 holds for us i'll say like i'm also in the middle of a few big life changes um we just signed a contract for a house uh back close to my family i have a big family Congrats, on my brother. dad's side and Congrats, um, it's really important to me to get my kids back down there um and i think it's going to be just a load off for us because we're out here in this city alone, and we've been alone for 10, 12 years. Mm -hmm. So like, I have a lot of different moving parts to my life, but I'm an agent of chaos, kind of. Like, I just, it, it's another day for me when all this shit's happening around me. Yeah. So there's a lot of spinning plates, but I'm trying to take with it what I can. Like you were saying earlier, you know, what can I do? There's certain things I just can't change. Yep. What can I take and change, and how can I work it? And that's just what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to I mean, make that's the good best to hear. I think family is important. It's good that you're bringing um, 
And we're going to get deep here. So I, I, I grew up in a family. It's a, um, not a big family, quite to say, right? Like a smaller family. It was a traditional, like I'm originally from Seattle. It's like your West Coast family. You kind of hung out with some people here and there. Uh, and then yeah. I, I met my wife uh, in New Jersey. She's New Jersey, born and bred. She's a fucking salty as fuck New Jersey cat, right? But her family. She's an awesome so- lady, sir. She is an awesome you, you lady. Did right. um, I'm gonna tell you, before I go on this one, the other one, she's like, God, I hope I didn't look like a real dickhead when I was on the show. I was like, I don't know, babe. I thought you looked good. Like I, I thought oh, no, she was awesome. got the truth. I loved it. It was great. But uh, her family is so big and welcoming to where like whatever you need, like for us to do, for me to be able to like finish out my career in the Coast Guard. I have needed her family so much because there's been times where I had, um, shit, man, I had my first kid and then I had her in August and then I had to get underway, uh, October one of that year that and go to Alaska on patrol. It sucks. Uh, right. But that, I knew that, that she was home. Yeah. I knew that she was home with her family. And then, and then I had to move her. You out knew she Cali. was in good hands. Exactly. But then I had to move her out to Cali and I knew that, um, I was still gonna have to get underway for the next three years. This is the last time I was underway, not even this one. Last time I was underway. And then I knew I was actually gonna only be home for 90 days and be gone for four months. That was the schedule. But her yeah. family like rotated, her mom and dad rotated. Dave and Marie, you guys are the best. But uh, they rotated to come out and visit and be with her for like half the time that I was gone. And then it was even more important when we threw another kid into it. So now I'm gone again. Yeah. And now she's got two kids and my kids are only 22 months apart. Right. But her dad and her mom stepped up so much. And like the feeling of, you know, every time we'd go back, it was just like, I don't know, it just like restarted. It was like seeing family again. Right. I didn't, I I mean, I love my family. We are just not like that. Normally her family is so loving and huge. And I I love to be around that. And it takes that old, uh, that old phrase, um, we don't like to get political, but I, I think, never mind. I'm not going to say you Come mentioned on, the, it, but I'm not going to say you mentioned it, but, but, but they said it takes a village to raise a kid. Right. And it's, it's, uh, it's very it much does. right. And it's, it's wonderful. And when, when you can, I, I'm stoked for you that you get to move to that. Cause I feel like that is, it takes so much off it, of you as a father. Cause you get to let your family help. Yeah. yeah, well, dude, I'm seeing parallels. Like, the, your kids are about the same age differences as mine and everything else. Like, yep. it, that changes. The dynamic changes so much. And I want to mm-hmm. say one thing. I think from being from a family, a big country family in North Carolina, my mm-hmm. my my dad's family, this is the Smiths, we're a, we're a big fucking group. They still have Sunday dinners after church. Like, yep. we do, you better be there yep. at 12, and they got a table of food loaded and we're all at my grandmother's house she passed away my aunt michelle moved in and she continued the family tradition and that shit is special that's why i want to move back because that doesn't happen every day okay and i think that's why when i'm kind of not to go like into psychology here but family is important a support system is important i think that Mm -hmm. when doing like the carolina thump thump nation thing I want to get rid of this elitist attitude, um, this dumb shit like gatekeeping, uh-huh. and I just want to do it for the love of the sport. And dude, I want to be your family. 
Yeah, man. And in a, in a certain way of saying, like, I, I want to be your brother, maybe that you don't have, or your uncle. I want to be a, I just want to be there to offer that support to other people and, like, know that we can grow together. Bait companies, smaller bait companies, I want to yep. say, like, you're, you're not in competition with each other. There's something that you do that maybe the other person doesn't do as well, and then they have their strong suits. None of us are in competition against each other, and it's just all about working together and building a community. I know you guys mm -hmm. talk about this a lot, like kayak fishing. What does it mean yep. to build the sport? Are we talking about monetizing the sport? I'm not. I don't want to see that. Like, I mean, it, it's going to go that way. It probably will go that way. What I'm talking about is I want to get people together. Let's go fucking kayak fish for a whole weekend and yeah. just forget about all of life's problems. Yeah. I want you to sit here and watch these videos and maybe take your mind off of the serious shit that you're going through at the moment. You yep. know, I want to be that extended family for you. It's important. And, and that's why I like to do this stuff. I, I think, uh, man, Paul's not here. He's really missing out because he'd argue. So, Paul, I mean, I don't know if you know it. So, like, like Paul's a hardcore tournament guy, right? I am not. I've done one. I didn't like it. Uh, it, was, it was like a bullshit online one, too. It wasn't even real. I like going yeah. out for the, exactly what you said, like the, the tug is the drug, uh, the fishing is the therapy. That's my deal, right? And I like the creative side to it. So I don't want to see big money kayak tournaments because I feel like that will fuck it up. Uh, and Paul's not here to argue that. So Bass and Brew's official stance <laughs> tournaments are bad. No, I'm joking. Well, it's, I'm, uh, I, but it's, I, it, it, it is a whole thing, right? So my wife, uh, the, her trying to get my timing right last may i took her out right for her birthday she we, we had gone fishing before um but she'd never gone kayak fishing she goes well i want to go kayak fishing i want to see what it's all about oh, oh that's a different beast right there yep but i took her out and uh she had a blast and there was at one point where she just went like no no i, I get why you like this there's at one point where because yeah. of course of course i was in my pedal kayak uh because i'm not a peasant um but she was in my old paddle <laughs> one and uh and i'm just like tugging her along right like i'm holding her kayak it's us like side by side and i'm and i'm just like leisurely going through smoking darts doing my thing but we could see everything around us and she was just like okay i get why you like this i get why you do this it's yeah like it hits different than a boat it really does if that's what you're looking for if you're a tournament angler maybe not so much but if you're out there to live the experience a kayak hits different uh dude the fact that you can just not have you can go out you can load a kayak up by yourself on the, the roof of yeah. your car you can take off you've had a shitty day at work disappear yep. and just jump on a lake and just get that it's it's special but i also i i think in the next progression for me is i i am going to start doing some tournament fishing yeah. i had intended on it this year but again the job i have right now that might change here soon uh, i'm hoping it doesn't allow me that time i work sure. 60 hour weeks i work 55 60 hour weeks so and then i have to take what little time i have and try to be with my family mm -hmm. um let me get a job where it's like doing actual 40 hour weeks and i am going to be hitting tournaments and i am going to hit it with a vengeance I'm going to be ready to like tear some shit up. I just, but here's the thing. I love to fun fish too. 
Yeah. I split my time between kind of experimenting on the water because I think even if you're a big serious tournament angler, you should still go out there and fuck around with some stuff. Oh yeah, dude. Cause you're never too old to learn new tricks and you should always be learning. So yeah. I kind of try to split my time up with playing with things, different techniques. And what if I do this? And then sometimes I'll go out and I pretend I'm in a tournament. Okay. Well, I got yeah. this much time allotted from here to here. Yeah. What am I going to do? What have I noticed? Can I build a pattern? How many fish am I going to get? Yep. And that's that. I, I feel like you almost get uh, the same, because uh, sometimes that's how I fish, right? Like, I, I've got a fish between dropping the kids off, and maybe I got to go grocery shopping, whatever the fuck it is, right? I, I But I, I only got three hours. I got three hours to put yeah. the best bag I can get, right? So let me try so to you're work maximizing feel... your time. Exactly, exactly. But you're right, fun fishing on the other end. I'll, I'll tell you what did it for me. And where I really, uh, you know, it's funny. So this channel, uh, the Swamp Rat Fishing Channel, gets a lot of views on a lot of things. My highest viewed videos are when I basically got an ultralight and I decided to crappie fish the whole New Jersey winter. I gave up on bass and I shifted to crappie. crappie. fishing is so much fun. Yo, yes. if you get a, uh, and I do stress that. You did it right. It even more, to make it even more fun, get yourself an ultralight. Right. I got an ultralight. Oh, it yeah. was like a little, a, you know, a little $50 special or whatever, but something, you know, with a lot of whip, like, and dude, it was the funnest thing dude. ever because the crappie are fighting. Right. Cause before I would catch them on like a Ned rig or a drop shot every once in a while. Uh, but yeah. I'm mask here. Right. So There's I'm just no fight. water skiing in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I have a uh, fuck. I don't even know what it is. I actually paid good money for it. And I don't even know what the fuck it is. Uh, but I got a sweet <laughs> ult I got a sweet ultralight uh, rod. Right. I love that thing, and I literally Dude. take it every time I'm bass fishing. I take it because if I start stressing myself yeah. out on catching the next fish or the next bass, this ain't going you right. Well, fuck it, bro. Chuck this fucking bobber with a crappie magnet on it. <laughs> I'm going to smoke a dart, uh, yeah. put some headphones in, chill out, and I'm going to catch some like slob crappie and have a grand old time. Dude, thank you. Are are we best friends? Because this I year with yeah, my man. winter fishing, my winter fishing sucked balls. So yeah. you know what I finally did in January? I bought a fucking dock demon from Zebco, a little spinning yes. rod. And yes. I start, so if I couldn't get them on a, a blade bait or a jig, which I didn't, I'd start crappie fishing. I used a slip bobber and I used some uh some little jig head Gross. crappie jigs yep. with some some Bobby Garlands. It, that's yes. the mainstay here. You're going to fucking fish crappie. You better have the Bobby Garlands, damn it. And that's, that's what it. we did. I caught a two-pound crappie. That's my Holy PB shit. this year. And, uh, yeah, I thought I had a bass. I thought a bass hit that thing. Because the way it sunk that fucking bobber, I was like, oh. And uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's just fun to it's catch so fish. funny. Those are like my most uh, watched videos. But even more so was like... Uh, so I accidentally, dude, I, I went out and actually had a really good day of fishing. Uh, and I could only fish for like two hours. But the last hour, I was like, fuck it. So I started pedaling around with a Bobby Garland on the back of a tiny little like 164 uh, head. And I was trolling with it in the fucking uh, kayak. Dude, I caught my piece yep. of crappie that way at a pound and a half, which is a giant for Jersey. Like it's a big fucking crappie. Yeah. And I was like... I remember, I specifically remember in the video, like looking at the camera going like, this is fucking dumb, but I'm going to keep doing it. Dude, I was late picking up the kids because I fished for another two hours. 
<laughs> just just trolling this yeah. shitty ultralight over the side and just slamming crappie. And sometimes that's what it takes. That's what's what funny, you need though, to do. That's what you need, right? But sometimes that's, I think people think, um, I know, uh, so so me and Paul differ sometimes. God, I kind of wish he was here on this, right? But he, so when he goes to YouTube, he, he says there's, uh, what did he say? There's three things to YouTube, right? Uh, to be successful, pain. you need. <laughs> you, you need the pain. You got to have the you pain. Need, so, so he says that you need to be educational, you need to be entertaining, or you need to catch big fish. So I will say that my crappie videos blow his theory out of the window because literally I'm trolling for crappie. And at one point in the video, I go, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just letting out some line and pedaling. Uh, entertaining. See, I, maybe I'm hitting the entertaining side, but I'm definitely not catching I think you are. fish. I think you are, because a lot of people might be curious about crappie fishing. No, I think he's onto something there, but like fishing and anything else, any any rules whatsoever, there's there's always the exception. Right. Uh, but I think he is on the point when he when he talks about people want to see pain too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I have one guy I watch. It's Richard Gene, the fishing machine. He was probably oh, one of dude. the first. You know him, dude. My man, he's what? sitting out there. He one, he's got alter. If you guys don't know this guy, he's got alter egos when he goes out. Right, he's got like the real southern dude that he uses. What what does he call him? He calls him some other name, but he's like, I'm just sitting here catching crappie, and he fucking chucks his shit out. <laughs> that I, I I learned um a buddy of mine, Pat Cummings. He's the one that showed me how to crappie fish this tidal river, right? And then he left. Yeah. Uh, he's in the service too, and he left. He went to Ohio and left me this pristine grounds that he fished on as a kid. He taught me what he could know <laughs> at that point about it. He gave me enough for me to be obsessed. Uh, everybody sees River X in my videos. Like that is, uh, I fucking love that river. Um, and if you want to see something other than me fishing that tidal river, you should go to another channel because I'm just gonna fucking fish <laughs> it until I die. But. Um, but he left and I was like, man, like we would catch him on shiners and shit, right? We'd throw some shiners out. Yeah. And I was like, well, how can I replicate this without having to keep shiners on the boat? And I, I don't know how I stumbled upon his video, but I stumbled upon uh, fucking goddamn uh, Richard's videos. Richard Gene. Richard Gene. And he yeah. is, uh, but he's, he's both, the man. Like he, he, he gets both though, right? He's super educational he and he's entertaining. He's entertaining. He's just fun. It's just like pure, unadulterated fun. It's joy yeah. watching him. I, I just, he's the big. I he's feel this, like, so calm. Right? He's got, he's, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's got an aluminum boat and he's tearing shit up. He, I saw him caught, he, he caught a like fucking 40 pound blue cat on an ultralight rod <laughs> and it cuts away and then it cuts back because he ran out of fucking battery and he goes, oh, yes. well, it took me about 50 minutes, but I got this 40 pound blue cat yes. in on fucking yes. six pound test. And I'm like, that is insane. I, I, I like and he does it because there's just no, like, I mean, he goes one, he's like your quintessential grandpa, right? Like the dude goes out every time he's wearing, if I remember right, it's like an Alabama sweatshirt. He wears yeah. your, uh, your, your Lee brand uh, or whatever Walmart brand jeans. And he don't give a fuck. Acid wash jeans. Some and white he's got tennis his shoes. White, he's got his white tennis shoes, and the dude slays crappie. And I mean, he catches other <laughs> fish too. 
but he slays yeah. crappy for days. He's uh, one of those channels. I like how you said therapeutic because it's like him and uh, I think his name's ND Yacker. Those are the two guys. Uh, oh, well, I have to look out for him. I don't know about so him. And you, you should check him out. He's like, uh, I. we always talk about, we've talked about him a couple times on the show, but we talk about him as the uh, Bob Ross of fishing. Like, he'll be like, okay. okay well, shit. You lead with dude, that, then I, I have no dude, choice. He'll That's obligatory. He's like, oh, we're just sitting out here, and uh, it's probably going to be a violent day full of pike, but uh, we're just going to throw a whopper plopper, and we'll see. And, yep, there's one. And you just see a hook set and a bow, and he's like, yep, that's easily like eight pounds. It's uh, it's a pretty good one. We'll get it. And it's just, dude, it's calm. And what's funny is my, uh, my youngest daughter had, um, she just couldn't sleep very well. She uh, just struggled going to sleep in her own bed like it was. We, we had a whole struggle with her not sleeping in our bed, sleeping in her bed. Hold on. Are, are we living the same life? Because I feel we are. <laughs> right? Like, to the T. Yeah. I know your so, struggle. I feel your pain. So the only way to get her, we put a futon in her room, and uh, she just wanted somebody in there. So we did the lullabies, and listen, I'll be honest, I got real fucking tired. And we even tried to do the cool lullabies, like we did like Nine Inch Nails lullabies, Tool lullabies. Eventually, I'd get fucking bored. So I, I throw on these like quieter fishing YouTube videos. And between Gene uh, uh, and her, or uh, and ND Yacker, dude, my kid would fall asleep in five minutes. Like, they would put them to sleep. That's beautiful. They would put my kid to sleep, and she just loved it. So even now, sometimes like she'll have a nightmare. She'll come into the room. And she'll be like, Can we just listen to fishing videos? Can you come in? And she's oh, six geez. now. Hold still she'll, my she'll, beating heart, man. And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> but some, I, mean, I got to be careful because I have listened to some. She doesn't like the hype ones. Like you listen to, um, God, my, I've had a bunch of beers. But some of the other ones where they're like, I'm fucking, I said that hook in his face. Like, like <laughs> yeah. what's it? I'll hear her out of her bed. Like, was it a big one? Was it a big fish? And I'm like, no, 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 no. you need to go to bed. Andy Yacker, bro. Andy Yacker is like, uh, he's uh, the second probably most talked about YouTuber on this show. First being. Uh, I will keep an eye out. Yeah. F- first being kayak and catfish. I think I fucking can't remember. I- I've been meaning to reach out to this guy because I want him to sponsor us because Paul talks about him every other episode. <laughs> Kayak. Uh, can I say one thing, Paul? Yeah. Paul, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to say I'm disappointed. I'm just a little sad that you're not here tonight. Yeah. I, I was looking forward to talking to you. I, I actually bugged him one time because you know how I found out about your podcast? No, I don't. I, uh, I reached out to the NC Fishing Hole on Facebook. I said, hey, guys, what are some local kayak tournaments? And everybody, like, replied, CCKF, CCKF. So I go on CCKF, Central Carolina Kayak Fishing, and he had finished, like, top three. And uh, he, somebody had made a post congratulating him. And so I clicked on his profile, just being the crazy stalker I am, not, you know. And uh, I see Bass and Brews podcast, and I go, huh. I like podcasts. This guy is in my local kayak trail, and he does a podcast. That's cool. You want to know the funny part? I started listening at the very beginning, and I thought you were fucking Paul. (laughs) Imagine the shock when he fucking comes on in episode 12, and he's talking like he's from South Carolina. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I thought that was... 
Because I had reached out to him because you were talking about one time, like, I love to thoroughly fish an area. I was like, yeah, me too. So I messaged like, dude, I kind of fish the same way you fish. We should get together and go fishing. And his response was, I'm not fun to go fishing with. <laughs> He's, uh, I was like, oh, I've fair heard enough. not fun. But I love that, dude. That's, uh, what, what's funny is me and you talk, we talked about it last couple episodes. And guess what? I'll fucking rehash because it's my show. I, I do think it's really funny that, uh, and you mentioned it, like, that there are probably a group of Bass and Brews uh, fans, Brewskies, uh, as we've now coined them. That uh, I love that. Who like, who's who is this gravelly voiced motherfucker, um, and why is he on this show? <laughs> like, there's there is a, there's probably a subset who because I think technically he's done more shows by himself with our go or our special co-host, but I think he's done more shows than I have technically at this point. Which is crazy. Yeah, that that's wild. Like you've been gone a substantial chunk of time. Yeah, but like also like kudos to him because you he turned him out weekly. Like that's that's a grind, dude. What you guys Listen, do that's not an easy feat. As someone that dude, works and has a family like you yeah, guys do, yeah. my fucking hats off to you because that's that's not a simple thing. Well, and I, I am so appreciative, that. like you guys are doing this, and you you even have me on. This is awesome, man. Yeah, no, man. We're I mean, we're glad to have you on, but we we thank you for that because it's uh there's at one point uh right before I already moved to Cali, and uh, I was only on like every other episode or whatever. Uh, but it was like a month or a couple weeks before I was going to leave on patrol. I said, listen, man, if you want to drop this thing to like once a month to make it easier, I I don't blame you. And he goes, listen, if you want me to drop this once a month, just fucking fire me. Because this is going to be weekly or I'm not on it at all. I was like, all right, Paul, fuck it, man. All right. And he's like, just fucking fire me. All right, I'm fucking fired. I was like, no, dude, you're dead. Like, it was a whole thing. But, like, uh, yeah, it, 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 it is. It is. It, it's, it can be a grind. It's a fun grind. I'll tell you that much. Like, me and Paul. Yeah. Um, just like you talked about. No, it's totally worth it. Like, it, it, this got to build, like, a whole separate community from the ground up. Um, yeah, and it's it's almost like not like YouTube, right? Because YouTube is very centered on, uh, or any of them, are centered on uh, when it comes to video, is centered on like your 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 catch this shit, right? Like, oh shit, guess what I caught? Is it the biggest fish ever? And you hold up the shitty fucking, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. This isn't that, right? Like, you've got to no, not at all. Rope you you got to rope people in and i feel like people have to get more invested on a uh, podcast and when we have fans like we truly value all of you brewskis uh because listen like paul brought this show into like my show used to be when it was just me it was we never went past an hour ever and paul has shown i will data. say go ahead i i'm glad that you're coming around to that because like yeah. I have seen it. It you get so much more. Like you go down the rabbit hole with people, and you start to learn so much more. And through like an anthropological kind of uh, view of it, like this is fucking cool. Yeah. We're all sitting here, and unlike a fishing video where we're getting down to which I love, you're analyzing a lot of these things about fishing. You're learning a lot more about fishing and the person. Yeah, and that's. I I will say this. It's cool. This show will never be educational on a uh, fishing level. We have had a couple episodes who uh, are kind of educational, and 
You know what? We've thrown around the ideas of maybe bringing in some of these uh, top pros. This is Paul's idea, and I, I do think it's a great idea. Uh, but bringing around some of these top uh, tournament anglers that we've already had on the show, and maybe breaking down a bit. Yeah. Um, but I never want to turn the whole show into that because that's kind of not why we wanted to do it. So maybe no, do like it's, a monthly. it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude. Like, like once or twice a month, that would be. Yeah. I'd be down. I would. I I'm think, listening, regardless. The idea, but you know what? I haven't even told Paul. All the listeners are going to hear it first. Hopefully, you're listening, Paul. Maybe we oh, do shit. like Hold a on. Uh, breaking news. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we do like a monthly bait, right? Like everybody, you know, we we do TikTok videos on it, the posts about it. How about a monthly bait? We start out the month with uh, like this is the bait you got to use, and we try to get some tournament anglers who are really good at using that bait, and we kind of break down. We do like a two-hour session of breaking down that bait and where to use it and kind of how to do it what do you think yeah i i would like that i wish uh somebody would have done one on jigs uh for me because i sat there, there for nine one. months last year like we have there one. is that but i you do it's the lockwood one I it's did. the lockwood fishing it is uh i think like episode six it's actually the only it's the famous episode the only episode we had to edit because it had Lockwood fishing from Hooks at Hoodlums and his dirty, dirty mouth. Well, I didn't hear that in time, and <laughs> it took me nine months before I caught a fish on a jig, and it just—I I, kind of went borderline obsessed with yeah. that because I was like, "Man, I just—I want to catch a, a jig fish so bad," and it's—it was the one thing that kept eluding me, and I was sitting there like, I was even rationalizing. I was like. Well, I've caught him on a bladed jig, so that's technically a jig. But it's like, no, I haven't fucking caught one flipping a jig yet. And then around August, I started something clicked, and I was throwing them. They were sitting up shallow like they needed to be, and I was just mm -hmm. in the right position to do it. I've kind of figured it out since, but like, it was a Listen, quagmire for a while for me. Full, full disclosure, I think most of you guys know uh, I love jig fishing. I've yet to catch a goddamn fish on a fucking goddamn bottom jig. Swim jig, I got it. Like, swim jigging is, swim jigging is my favorite way to fish, right? Swim jigging. But I want to catch okay. a fucking fish on a jig so bad, and I have yet to. And, so then uh, you're you're in the boat I was in. Listen, I don't know how. Maybe we're going to lose tons of viewers that somehow this host of this show has never caught a... I've never caught a swim jig, yes. I've caught... An, uh, I got like I'm obsessed with swim jigs. I don't know if that made the show. I know me and Alex Rudd talked about swim jig fishing for an hour. It, that did not make the show. Now that I think about it, we talked about swim jig fishing for almost an hour. The that should be a deep cut. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring him back on, and we'll do. Maybe we'll have him come because I watched his videos deep to cut. learn it. And uh, I think I uh, I know we had a good conversation. I think. He maybe got some stuff for me. So normally I fish a tidal river, right? And then I have uh sorry, checking, I think there's crackheads trying to come in. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna let my dog no out. Feed. You're gonna walk with me though. It's gonna be okay. All right. But yeah, so I uh I, I think like like swim jig, yeah. No, we talked a lot about it and uh on a tidal river fishing a swim jig, I do think differs from fishing like a lake, like because I do think it's the perfect bait for tidal fishing because you can move in inside that cover that you need, right? 
Uh, but the biggest thing is it gives you a bulky yeah. profile and a more lifelike profile than running just a, a swim bait on a jig head. I think when you learn yeah. how to uh, Alabama shake and pulse that reel, when you get that skirt flaring, um, it really triggers specifically tidal water fish. It's insane. That's interesting. So yeah, for me, like I, um, mm-hmm. I've, I've thrown swim jigs and I have a buddy that in our waters, we have a lot of tannic water because you have a lot of pine trees and those needles fall in and it gets super acidic. Um, but for me, I've thrown the, the swim jig certain times and our, our water gets super mucked up. <clears throat> so I, I just start going more so towards the chatterbait or AKA bladed jig, because I just feel right. like that gives me a little more presence there and they can kind of hone in on it a little more. And I've had, I've had, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If it yeah. wasn't for the bladed jig, I'd be a really, really shitty fisherman because I've Dude. just backed it. And I've learned how to fish it in so many different ways. Yeah. I made a video a little while back and that one kind of did. That's one of my more viewed videos. I saw uh, just because, yeah, and there's just yeah. so many ways to fish it. And people are like, well, I just burn it through. And I'm like, well, you're not in the same water I am. And right. some days the fish don't like to eat it like that. So I've picked up a lot of extra fish I wouldn't have just burning it through the water. I'm going to tell and you I- what. I want to make you a swim jig convert. So, so again, I deal in pine water as well. Like I live in the pine lands of New Jersey. Our water is uh, wine colored all year round it never changes it is it's tannic water year round even when the salt water pushes up we're still tannic right the swim jig i have uh the chatterbait i i I threw a lot because everybody threw it right like fuck it we gotta throw this thing and uh, i caught a lot of fish yeah not only have i caught more fish but i've caught bigger fish on a swim jig and it all has to deal with the trailer it has to deal with your trailer, and this is a big thing. Okay. I, I learned this from Tactical Bassin, and then I kind of advanced it, like I exploded it out. Be right because they are on like these clean California. I, I love them too. I, I just don't have time all the time for a nine-hour. Um, you know, you're bringing me to another point, but yes, but, uh, the yes. swim jig, the the right trailer. I think is key. You got to find the right swim jig to the right trailer. And I, I don't think every swim jig is the same. Created equal. I think they're it's right. Not. I think there are some. So like I'm a fan of the Beast Coast Gorilla swim jig because it's very fat on the bottom, so it planes a lot. Yeah. So if you give people it a are trailer, people are also um, what's up? Sorry, people are also incorporating the screw lock a lot more now. I, I've been seeing that as your bait holder. I personally, so That's I started badass. swim jig fishing on this on the sixth sense. I hate the swim jig or the uh, the screw lock. I don't like it at all. Really, I think it's a real pain in the ass to fucking put on to get it like perfectly lined up center. Because I think to get the right one, because I think the key is you got to get enough thump. And, and Tactical Bassin talked about it. Secondary action, right? You want your let me get my hands right here. If you guys are listening, you're not going to see this sweet fucking demo. Right, but as your swim jig's moving this way, it's just kind of going like this. But if you get the right trailer on the back, it's going to give it extra kick, which is going to cause it to go like this. And it's you're going to get more the torque. same. Right, 
And it's going to give a secondary action to where it starts to hunt more. And it's a more natural yeah. hunt than a blade on the front thumping. And if you. So, what he's talking about more is like a wider wobble versus a tight wobble. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, giving it more wider displacement. Exactly. So, chatterbait will give you a tight wobble, but you get that extra sound, right? I found with pressured fish in darker water, if you throw a swim jig with a big ass boot tail that matches the keel of the swim jig that it's on, you're going to get a super wide wobble that actually draws more fish in because it's more natural. I like the way you think. Just, I mean, I I don't know. Listen, listen, I'm a professional. uh, I'm not even a professional fucking podcaster, let alone a professional fisherman. But I have seen. (laughs) I don't know a professional podcaster, so. uh, You don't know Joe Rogan? I know Joe Rogan. Okay, he's the he now he's just the godfather of podcasts. Okay, we all got to pay homage. He he's helped us all get to this place, but dude, Joe Rogan's helped me. None of us, we're so all winging it, baby. Early. Oh, we are, which which makes it great. Uh, I mean, we can only be as good yeah. as him. I mean, I mean, we can talk about microdosing and all that other shit. Maybe we need more Joe Rogan, but I don't think we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, that's we're gonna have to save that one for the deep cuts. We can talk about this later. Okay. I'd like to but, thank yeah, my sponsors. I, I, uh, this this, this <laughs> conversation is over. No, no. I think uh, I, I think the swim jig is super underutilized, but I do think it will be that. Um, and I think Alex talked about it too. That and the spinner bait will be the new next baits due to, I think. But the, the spinner bait's always been a clutch bait. Uh, yeah, that happens too. The There's South. a lot to take into account. Yeah, but um, only in the things South, do I feel like overwork. I, I think everywhere up north, stopped using the spinnerbait. Yeah. And the the spinnerbait's just tried through though. It is. Yeah, no, it I, I really think it's is. great. I, mean, I, I think I, I think it's a great open water. That's why I think people need to go to that swim jig. I want to go back to that too. As good as people say like it, it's good to throw that uh chatterbait in the grass and rip it out. Guess what? If you throw a swim jig, you don't really have to do that because it'll just move itself through that. Yeah, it'll part kind of with the right pointed head. In a but very I like what you said a little about tactical bathroom. Yeah. So I, I was doing deep dives and I was trying to learn as much as I could about fishing mm-hmm. um, and getting certain theories like kind of nailed down. I'm going to try these theories. What I didn't realize was at first, because I was a newbie, is I am watching people in California with different bait fish, different types of water, different types of cover yep. and structure. Yep. Yep. And that shit backfires. So I was, yes. it was a lot of data input in yep. that was not applicable to my situation. Agreed. Uh, so anybody starting out, if you're listening to this right now, don't just kind of pay attention to where you fish and find things specific to that. I mean, it's key to when you're starting out yep. and developing your own kind of way of fishing and theories. Um, I also like to say that maybe between the both of us uh, with Tannic water, if we ever did a fucking tournament or went and fished like uh, in the mountains somewhere with like clear mm-hmm. water, fuck. that would be a fucking learning curve, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd be I'm fucked, fucked with bro. you. One, I don't even think I have I hate carbon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I, I throw brave. On everything? I do occasionally. No, you can't run it on everything. You've got to... Um, 
Yeah. Jigs and Bigs. No, I'll throw, you, I'll throw you, a leader. You can't, yeah, yeah. You can't be afraid of that leader knot. Um, and I don't even think it has to deal with uh, sight. I do think, uh, and sorry, folks, I know we're an hour and a half into this and we're going to divulge into fishing. I know that's not what you people come here for, but uh, no, um, yes, damn it. I, I think uh, it has to do with sound. So if I'm going to throw braid into pads, that's going to make way more sound under the water, right? It's going to be an unnatural sound of that braid scraping because that sound doesn't happen with fluorocarbon because it slides. It doesn't cut through. Yeah. That's why you get tied up into it, right? So I think the fluorocarbon leader is super important. But I don't even yeah. have the colors that will fucking work up there because I work primarily with black and blue. Black, blue with some kind of red in it is my money color. Beast Coast has a color called Cajun Crush. Uh, but also, uh, Alex Rudd just put me onto the new Berkeley Max Scent. Berkeley has got this, uh, this is no plug for them. And I haven't even tried them yet. Uh, Alex sent me, Alex sent me a list of things to get. I think he offered on the show too, to pay for it. I was like, fuck that. So I'm going to go home during the spawn. (laughs) I'm going to throw these things because I'm a, I like, I fucking love swim jigs. Right. But they have max scent in the actual skirt. Right. But they have got a color that's so, they got a color that's so similar to the Cajun crush, which is a black and blue but with pink slash red accents, which some people think don't matter. I think they do on a swim jig because I think the red or pink um, looks like gills flaring. It's my idea. And my confidence in it is I think that gives the illusion of gills flaring. And that's enough to make me feel confident, which is like 90% of the game, right? That's all. Yeah, a lot of that is confidence. It's weird. But I didn't believe in black and blue until about three months ago. Yeah. And uh, it, it's weird because I've had a lot of friends suggest that. I think because of the water that we fish, it's more so the yeah. silhouette you're creating. That's um, all it I didn't is. do silhouette, night fishing. Bro. I didn't do night fishing, and I didn't really know about the black and blue. But with tannic water, it's kind of the same principle. You just need yeah. that figure. Silhouette. So with the tannic waters, I... Uh, during the day when the sun is very bright, I will throw whites over chartreuse. I don't really, there's not a lot of yeah. chartreuse in my baits. Right. And I, you'll catch the hell out of fish. I'm doing a lot of shad, very white with a dark back and, yeah. and the super muddy waters and something with vibration to it. Uh, and then the black and blue, I just thought, how the hell does this work? Yeah. And then I, I bought a, a Z-Man big blade chatterbait. and I started throwing it out there and I was just popping it off the bottom. I was fishing it like a flipping jig or a blade, a blade bait. And I just pop it up. It would just, and then fall back down. And I caught a six pounder. And then I turned around the next weekend. I went out at night and caught another six pounder. And I started thinking, I don't, I don't know why this, should work i don't know why black and blue does but it, it does silhouette so yeah. what else am i kind of ignoring yeah what else am i yeah. ignoring because i thought it was stupid I think, that i should just yeah. take my preconceived notions and shove it and just do it I, it really hit me like like my my swim jigs aren't aren't pretty right they, i mean they have some of those colors i like the red because I, I think it throws off a uh, uh a gill flash right but like the trailer um as much as i just shit on them 
uh, like 30 minutes ago. I like the X-Zone Swammer in all black because that thing, <laughs> that thing does not hold up. You can catch one uh, pickerel or jackfish, as you Carolinas call it. Um, you can catch jackfish. one and it'll destroy, they'll destroy it, right? Uh, that, that thing yeah. is such a thump, and it, it throws – it literally will throw the head off of it. And that's what I'm talking about. I don't know. God, I don't know. This is the way I, I, I see it because I watch it through the water as you're going through. Like, you can watch, like, the head of the jig try to do its thing. But as the paddle tail kicks in, it, like, throws it off. And it'll make it erratic and give it a giant wobble, which I think draws more yeah. pressured fish in those tannic waters. Like, I'm a firm believer, again, like a black and blue swim jig with a all-black giant thumping paddle tail. Your money, your money on it. Like I don't even fuck around. Like when I go to clean water, I'll fuck around with uh, using like craws and shit on the swim jig. But uh, if I'm in my yeah. my tannic home waters, I want a long profile. I want a big profile that thumps, but without being artificial. If that makes like I don't want the blade thumping. That I want does. something that's big silhouette because usually the fish like uh, during the spawn. The bass that I deal with have to deal with catfish, you know, and your normal fish, but they also have to deal with bluefish and striper that all move themselves up. And they all live in one ecosystem for like two months out of the year. So they get ultra aggressive, yeah. but only for something they think is going to be worth it. Man, you got me so excited talking about spawn. I know you guys are probably there. Like I'm going home. Uh, We're there May. and we've had so many cold fronts come through. It's been like challenging. Uh, plus, I hurt my arm two months ago, so I haven't been able to kayak fish. Right. I have a few places I like to go, and they've gotten used to the. So I've bank fished, and they've gotten mm -hmm. so used to those areas, they're burnout. They're just like, nope, this is a no yeah, fly yeah, zone. You, you got to find somewhere. So I went from really great fishing, and then we've had a few cold fronts that have pushed them back. So it's it's been strange. Um, but I will say. I know a spot that has an overpopulation of crappie, white crappie. And I went out there the other day and I was throwing a chatterbait that looked, uh, the skirt was just like a white crappie. And I was using yeah. just like a real slender swim Cinco. And I yeah. caught one of the biggest fish I've ever caught. Just swimming it real low. I, I was slow burning it through there. And I, I caught like a betting female. And oh, some. Yeah. We won't go into that because some people think betting fish, you know, that's no. an easy target. Other, whatever. But I just caught a giant fucking fish yeah. off of doing that, and that was pretty fun. That Listen, was a whole lot. I of don't. I, I actually don't know a lot of modern folks who uh, shit on uh, bed fishing. Uh, I think that's a old, uh, an old aspect, and uh, I think we talked about a couple podcasts, maybe during tournaments, right? But if uh, I fucking love bed fishing, I don't give a fuck. I love bed fishing, uh, but I put them right back. Like they do their thing, they get a picture, they get to go on the, the gram, and then we're done. And I think that's yep. safe to do it that way. You try to be um, there's, gentle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do yeah, yeah. Thing. Put them back. Listen, there's nothing better than, uh, man, dude, you're getting me so excited, right? Because the tannic water, you can't see shit, right? So I can kind of see the bed. I can see me flip like a wacky worm into it, right? I can't see the worm. All I can see is all of a sudden my line running the other way. It's just you're fucking, fucking yeah, it just takes off. off one way. You're like, all right, hold on. There's nothing better. Yank. Nothing better than that. Nothing better. 
Yeah. I mean, fish, they get a little more careless in those, um, the, the murkier waters too. Yeah. Which kind of makes me want to go find clearer water to fish because like, again, so there's that side of me that I, I do fun fish, but I, I do want to be a, a well-rounded angler and I do want to tournament fish. Um, so it's like, fuck dude, I kind of want to get out there and fish some clearer waters. I hate fishing fluorocarbon. I love fishing with braid because of the way it just feels. I just, I like it a lot more, but you kind of got to get used to the other and you kind of need to step out of your, uh, your comfort zone and, and do new things. I just, uh, I struggle with fluorocarbon a lot. That's speaking to my, uh, inexperience a little bit there. But I've just, uh, I've gotten so used to braid, that's what I throw most of the time. Because you get away with it in these uh, darker waters. You just do. Alex is tinkling right now for the audience. If anybody's still listening, it's an hour and 40 minutes in. Um, I'd like to plug uh, my sponsors, um, Caffeine and Nicotine. They help me go all day long and stay arm strong. Hey, uh, thanks for covering there. I yeah, that. I tinkle. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think, uh, like, what are you struggling with fluorocarbon? Like, keeping it, uh, like, the, the, uh, uh, fucking line. All right, so you got on a super, you got on a super windy day. You start off, it's casting really well. Oh, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good. But yeah. you're casting into the wind to bring it back because, you know, yep. that's how you're going to catch you these fish do. that are posted yep. up. Um, and then it gets memory in it and then it just starts, Yeah, it, it starts coiling up on you and then it's a fucking nightmare to deal with. I'm with you. And I'm, I'm sitting there the whole time. You know what I'm thinking? You know, if this was a parade, it wouldn't be doing that. So it's you just, really uh, got you really got to invest in learning a good leader knot that you can, uh, kind of lock in. I have one. one I have the. Mine is the Alberto nut. Okay. So just throw that it's on a everything. It's strong nut. You'll be fine. You get everything. Yeah, yeah. As, I, I mean, it, it's whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, tying on the fly, that's strong. Like, you can knock that out. And uh, I, I think uh, I think you'll be fine. Just throw a leader on it, man. Because you'll get the same shock they- absorption. Like, uh, some of the stuff, like, even when I throw, like, top water, probably not the best idea, right? But I'll throw a big-ass fucking mono leader. Just to make sure that it doesn't sink Some people do the that. whole thing. Yeah. Like everything yeah. I run I, is braid to leader. I don't I don't fish uh even when I crappie fish, that's braid to leader. Ah, uh, so you do braid on your spinning rods, yeah. I do that. I, I, do. I like it. I like the braid on the spinning rods. To get cast better, I'm with you, right? Straight braid, there's only God, I think I only have one rod. That's like my deep uh, like, oh, no, I take that back. There's a couple rods, but like my deep, like I'm going to cast a swim jig into fucking hot garbage. That's the only time I will uh, <laughs> just run straight braid. You know what I mean? Like if it's just super, yeah. like there's needles, because I fish in New Jersey, right? So if there's needles, medical waste, panties, that's when I run straight braid that runs through all of that the best. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. I play around a little bit, but it's all I mean, about it's, learning, it's, getting better. Yeah. 
I agree, man. But you were talking about sponsors, so let's talk about it. I know you got a couple. Uh, we're getting we're getting real close to uh, your make or break uh, session, which is the uh, the rapid fire section. So uh, oh, before, shit. I didn't. Yeah. Before you embarrass yourself with the rapid fire, let's talk about uh, people who have helped you out. What do you got? <laughs> uh, big shout out to um, TKF Tackle. Uh, that was my first pro staff. They uh, they deal in jigs. Um, a lot of different jigs. They have their own crankbaits uh, that I really like. The roly polies are pretty dope. They also have like mullets and yeah, they like we were talking about earlier. I'm trying to build relationships with people and love it. These guys have been pretty cool from day one. Um, they put me on their website. Like after I caught a fish off of one of their uh, chatterbaits, they're like, "Oh, that's fucking cool, dude. Let's put you up here." And I'll say this much: I got their Nebulosa, their Speed mm -hmm. Buzz bait the other day. I'm typically a whopper plopper guy, and I I'm just that type of person though, where I'm like, "Why don't I catch fish on buzz baits?" Well, it turns out I've been using like really shitty buzz baits because I got this Nebulosa, and just it's compact, it's got a smaller profile, and you can just burn it through. It just fishes differently. I just oh, I yeah. like it more than all these other older ones. And so they got a lot of different cool little things in terminal tackle. Um, so, yeah, big shout out to TKF Tackle. And for always uh, kind of boosting my stuff on Instagram. Uh, I also like to say uh, Cobbles Custom Lures. This guy's straight out of North Carolina as well. He's about an hour up the road from me. And... Um, this guy's got some badass swim baits, man. I don't know if you saw the post the other day, but I got a baby bass six inch paddle tail. Did it look money? Goodness gracious, yes. Yes. Money. And he's working with um Snagum Bagum Customs. So Cobbles does all the swim baits and soft plastics, and he kind of works off the color pattern of Snagum's uh, jigs. Snagum nice. does a lot of cool uh, flipping jigs, finesse jigs, uh, arky heads, swim jigs. Matter of fact, Check I out. need to put you in touch with him. Yeah, You're a absolutely. big swim jig man. I am. And yeah, so that's that's the guy, man. Uh, I'm really excited about starting to work with them, and we're trying to get them some t-shirts printed up through my same print company, also. And uh, fucking Hemi Bates. Can we talk about Hemi Bates real quick? Yeah, let's do That's it. my homeboy. That is my homeboy right there. Um, I started out bass fishing, and I didn't really have a lot of buddies into it. I'd known him for like 10 years, and mm -hmm. we just so happened to just meet up, and it, we're talking fish. He's like, fuck, I didn't know you were fishing. And I was like, yeah, check out this bass I caught. He goes, dude, that's my fucking honey hole. How do you know about that? I said, I'm, I just trespassed. <laughs> And he's like, oh, fuck. All right, well, cool. <laughs> so you, you finish, man. Let me hook you up with this stuff. And he's been, he custom paints all his own hard baits. He makes spinner baits. He also makes jigs. He makes his own uh, jackhammer, like chatter baits. There's yeah. a lot of dogs out here tonight. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just, yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. You're good. Maybe. Come here, baby girl. They're stoked on Hemi Bates. Yeah, I've been bro. drinking too much. I didn't realize that was my own dog. <laughs> but 
but Hammy was, he's always like <laughs> hooking me up and stuff. And, uh, it's just because he loves fishing too. It's never like, Hey, here's these, uh, like eight crankbaits. Give me like 50 bucks. He's just like, Hey man, I painted this cool pattern. Why don't you go try this out for me? Uh, Hammy's just like one of the most down to earth, cool people I know. And I will represent his base till the day I die. Uh, I, I don't sign, I don't do deals with people or do pro staff if I have to specifically do things for that company and like no one else because of stuff like that. I just know too many awesome people. Uh, my other shout out is King Crew Adventures out of Missouri. Uh, he's a big guy on TikTok. Uh, he also, he, he does some phenomenal stuff with soft plastics and I've seen him grow over the last year. Um, as a bait maker and just as his own brand. And I got to say, that's, that's really cool to see. Um, he does phenomenal stuff and he's a stand up person. So thank oh, you King crew for always being a, a real chill guy and, uh, being somebody to talk to you when I need to talk. Love it, man. And, uh, all right. That, that, that's all I got. So we're here. We're here. This is the uh, the only uh, scripted section of this show. Yep. Um, oh, shit. It's going to be less scripted because uh, I don't have the list in front of me. So, one, I'm going to do them off memory. And I got a couple <laughs> of new ones. Uh, this is normally Paul's job to keep this down. Oh, um, but fucking curveball. Yo, no, yeah. You thought you were prepared by being a loyal brewski and, and memorizing all of them. But, yep. uh, no, we're going to hey. throw them out. But... This is it, folks. This is what sunk dark waters. Uh, this is the rapid fire. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. All right. R.I.P. Dark water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Wacky or Texas? Let's do it. Texas, but wacky is growing on me. All right. Crocs or flops? Hold on. Let me say it. Let, ah, let, let me clarify. This. I feel I, like these Carolina boys. I, I feel like these Carolina boys don't understand rapid fire. It's another one who's like, we got an explanation, y'all. Uh, all right, all right. So, fuck it. We'll go uh, wacky rig for worms because I usually just Texas rig cross. I'll Carolina rig okay. worms. It's a weird thing I do. All right. Uh, all right. Crocs or flops? Crocs. You got to have that support. I love it, right? Uh, what's the other one you got? Uh, in a three hour session, five two or five two pounders or one seven? Give me that seven. Give me the seven. Love it. Give me the seven and let me let me see him pop on the top water yeah. fifty yards out and cast and fight that bastard in the whole Hell fifty yeah. yards. I'll Hell take yeah. that any day over a, a five two pounders. All right, you ready? This is a new one. Top water or oh. jig fishing. God, dude, why? Why'd you do that? Mm. I uh Jig fishing because I can do it all year round. All year round, um, jig fishing. Slow, yep. slow jams or hype music. Hype, one hundred percent, all the way. All right, all right. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Yeah. Fuck Give me yeah, pineapple. I think you're, you might be the only one. I fucking love Canadian bacon and pineapple. I don't care. Shit's I, a fire. Look, man, it's all about knowing strengths and weaknesses. I, I will eat a Neapolitan pizza with like oh, stuff yeah. and all this yeah, nice yeah. stuff. 
or I, if I'm eating Little Caesars, fucking throw pineapple on it, man. It is what it is. I like Totino's pizzas. They're two dollar frozen pizzas. (laughs) I throw pineapple on that. I don't care. I'm going to make sure this is in the promo clip where you said, I'll fucking eat Totino's pizza. Yes, please do. I want every, you got to see warts and all people. You got to know who you're dealing with. And I'm a Totino's warts. Speaking of warts, uh, would you ever eat beaver? Yeah. I almost did the other night, night fishing. He came at me. I had the rock ready. I thought I was going to have to clock this fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah. We eat what we kill here, sir. We're from the country. We like There's no that. waste. And the most important question, I think I got all of them plus a couple of extras. Paul will criticize me later. But the most important question, this is uh, actually, uh, there's a lot of reasons why I started this podcast, but this is the actual one reason. Uh, every fisherman loves a fucking sandwich. You know what I mean? So what are your top oh, fuck yeah. three Sandwich proteins. Uh, the first is honey cured ham. Love it. With Swiss cheese or cheddar. The second would be spam or treat meat. My man, my man. And the third, I don't know why anybody hasn't fucking said this because I'm pragmatic. Peanut butter. <laughs> Peanut butter. butter. No one ever says that one. I know. Hey, if you, because... It's quick. It's on the fly. You can store it in your car. Like, come on. It's it's right there. It's for the taking. Listen, um, I, I think you're skirting the line. You're you're not on the level of delirious saying um, cheese, and you're uh, not cheese, on Bailey's. Yeah. And you're not on the line of Bailey saying spinach. But uh, I think. Think you're close to skirting that line with peanut butter. I mean, I like it. You're thinking outside the box. So, but... hey, throw it to the people. Let's let's see what they have to say about it. Because Listen, I know many a man that have eaten the peanut butter sandwich on a long day on the water, and it's gotten them through. That's all I'm going to say. That's not what they want, but that's not what they want. That's what they got. Well, fuck, if I want, I'd like a damn a steak, a filet of some sort, uh, T-bone, uh, but I'm not getting that on the water. Uh, half the time, you know what? I'm a little bit of a sadist because I'm lucky if I have fucking Cracker Jack and a, a cup of coffee that'll last me more than an hour. You're on the water. You gotta, you know, there's sacrifices right, to be made. <laughs> sacrifices to be made. All right, man. You hang out here later. Uh, all you wonderful brewskis, thanks for coming on for another one. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. I think I'm supposed to hit this button for the theme music, and I'm going to fuck it up. Like it Boom. <laughs>